Hello and welcome to the Wellness Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Taff, and I'm so delighted to be back this week with a brand new episode for you. So if this is your first time here, you are so welcome. And if you've been here before, welcome back. Today on the podcast, I want to talk to you all about your self-care and how you can start to improve it and completely change it right now. And this is such a important topic. Our self-care supports our health and our health is literally the foundation for our life, but it's something that we can struggle with. We feel guilty for taking the time to do self-care. We don't know where to start. We feel overwhelmed with the amount of options. So I really just want to break it down for you. I want to give you step-by-step what I do to support my clients, what I've done in my own life to get from stressed, anxious, overwhelmed, completely disconnected from myself and very little self-care to feeling the best I've ever felt and to having a consistent self-care routine that supports my health, my mental health, my physical health and has helped me just create a much happier, healthier life for myself. So I want to help you do the same. As always, if you enjoy, please do let me know. I love to hear from you. I love when you guys reach out and send me a DM or tell me what you learned from it because it's so nice to connect with you. But for now, let's get into our episode. So self-care. Self-care is such a huge topic and I feel like it's so trendy. Like you go on to Pinterest or Instagram and it's like green juices or aesthetic gym pictures or people burning sage and I love them. I'm so into it. I love the aesthetic of it. I love the idea of just taking care of ourselves but it's so much deeper than that aesthetic, that vibe. Something so much deeper happens when we start to prioritize it because it's actually about taking care of our whole selves. So not just ourselves on the outside and physical us, it's about our whole selves. And it's about giving ourselves permission to rest and be in the moment, permission to admit when we need help and we're not feeling guilty about needing help. It's about going inside and just noticing what's going on, what's going on in our mind, how we're feeling, going to the doctor if you're sick, sleeping, having a cry, creating boundaries. And actually sometimes self-care is really, really hard And it means doing those things that we don't want to do, but they're for our highest good. And it is the foundation that everything else in our life rests on. Like it supports our health and without our health, we don't have anything. But it's also really tricky because it comes with guilt. It comes with not knowing where to start. It comes with feeling overwhelmed. It comes with feeling too tired to even be able to give ourselves that time. So I want to just help you with that and try and break it down from you into a few steps And the first step that is the most important thing, whenever we want to create a change in your life, say you're listening to this and you're like, I really want to improve my self-care. I want to start looking after myself. I want to feel less anxious and stressed. I want to know what to do when I do feel that way so I'm not stuck. Self-awareness, radical self-awareness is the key to creating change. And this is like a compassionate assessment of your life right now. And it's literally like, if you imagine, like, you know, a drone, you're zooming out and just having like a bird's eye view of your current life. And this then helps you pinpoint what's holding you back, where you're spending your energy, what's stressing you out, maybe thoughts or stories that you keep telling yourself that are not supporting you to create change or to feel like you can prioritize self-care. And this can be, there can be loads of, of stories and beliefs that we have, or it can be something simple. So when we do this, when we have self-awareness and we have a look at our life, 
we can then move forward and we can say, okay, I know what's been keeping me stuck and I know where now I can start to create that change or maybe just create one little switch in what I'm doing. And I know sometimes it might feel like you've been stuck in the same place for so long. You're constantly stressed. You're constantly overwhelmed, exhausted. But that can change. That really can change. But a lot of the time when we are stressed and when we have a lot going on, we're very much on autopilot. So we don't, we're so in the motions of it and we're just trying to survive that we can't see, we don't have time or the energy to actually see where in our life we might be able to change things or where in our life is causing us to have stress. So having that self-awareness, zooming out and just asking yourself, what is stressing you out? If you look at your life right now, is there a certain area of your life that's causing a lot of your stress and anxiety? Is it work? Is it a relationship? Is it your family? Is it your health? What area does most of that stress and anxiety come from? Or it might go into a few. Do you notice that there are habits or things that you're doing that probably aren't supporting you that well? And I will be the first to admit like I I regularly have to do this where I pause and I'm like, okay, I'm feeling a bit shitty. I need to just do a bit of an assessment about where I'm at, what I'm doing, where I'm spending my time, what's stressing me out and just see if I can shift stuff. And I only did this over the weekend. And again, one that always comes up for me is my phone. Like I, I'm like, oh, I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time to do this. And when I look at my screen time, like my screen, screen time was outrageous last week. And that's a really simple, um, really, really simple way that I was kind of spending my energy. It could be as simple as spending too much time kind of watching TV. Like I'll notice I'll keep watching Netflix to relax and I'm really tired. And when I actually could do with being in bed, they're like the very, very kind of mild end of it. And it could be, could be much more serious where you're in a really stressful phase of your life. But we just want to say, okay, where am I? What's causing this? What area? Am I doing anything that's not supporting me create, supporting me to create real change? And once you know, once you, you can say to yourself, okay, right, I actually know what's going on here. That's self-awareness. That's awareness of where you're at right now. And that is how we create change. So that is the first step. And I think it's really great to do this in your journal. So just sit down and ask yourself, what in my life is not working? What's stressing me out? what's holding me back, what's making me feel anxious and just write it down, do a big brain dump, words, phrases, whatever comes up and just get really honest with yourself because honesty is so important and it, it really helps us get to the bottom of why we're struggling and what's going on and then from that we move into our second step which is just starting to change your self-talk and I know I'm sure I, I can't see you, but I know that you're probably very critical of yourself and you're not that compassionate towards yourself. So changing how we speak to ourselves is essential. If you're someone who feels guilty for self-care, who beats yourself up when you're tired, who never lets yourself rest, you have got to start to change your self-talk. How you respond to yourself when you're tired, when you're struggling, is so important. Because if you feel really guilty for self-care, if you have that, those thoughts, that, those beliefs that you should be doing something else, which which I understand because we all have them. But if they're what you're constantly saying to yourself, you're never going to really prioritize your self-care and looking after yourself and, and what you need. 
And this might look like, do you maybe ignore and keep pushing when you're tired? Are you harsh trying to tell yourself to get on with it or beat yourself up for not being being productive enough that day? If this is you, I see you, I've been there um, and still do sometimes because they're habitual thoughts, right? It's what we're, it's what we learn. It's what society tells us that we should always be grinding and getting shit done, but it's really time to take your power back. You are the only one who looks after you, nobody else. You are your person. You are your hero. You are the one who protects yourself, who cares for yourself. And you really need to take that power back and just reconnect with that inner spark that's inside you to stop being so mean to yourself and start just being a little bit kinder just giving yourself a break and I use a tool with my clients and and my my girls in the space that is your younger self so I want you to just imagine little you at whatever age comes to mind maybe four five six whatever age and I want you to picture them Can you picture their little face in your mind? They are still with you. They are still in you. And I want you to imagine saying everything that you say to yourself to them. So think back to maybe the last negative thing that you said to yourself. And I want you to imagine looking them in the eye and saying it to them. And then just think about, right, how would they feel? Imagine them, they're upset, they're exhausted, and they're saying to you, I really need a break. Can I rest? And you just ignore them and you just say, no, keep going, you're fine. And you just keep pushing them and pushing them. How do you think they're going to feel? Versus if they say that to you and you're like, it's okay, pet, actually, we can have a rest. Let's take a break. Let's recharge. Let's have a breather. And then we can focus on whatever we need to do. The more compassionate you are to them, the better they are going to feel. And that works the same for you. So the nicer you are to you, the better you feel and the better things start to get. So next time you're exhausted and you need a break, if you find it hard to to be nicer to yourself, imagine them. Imagine that little boy or girl, their little face. And just say to yourself, okay, what do they need? What do they need me to say to them? What do they need me to do to look after them? Maybe it's okay, let's take a break. Let's rest. I use this tool all the time. I picture my younger self, she's about five years old and every day I check in with her. I'm kind of like, okay, how's she feeling? And this is just a way for me to check in with myself and how I'm feeling. I'll check in and be like, okay, she's a bit anxious or she's a bit stressed. And it helps me kind of separate from the feelings, but also start giving myself what I need because I know just like anybody else or just like a child, if I ignore it or keep pushing them, they're not going to feel great. And the same goes for you. You're not going to feel good if you keep pushing yourself and keep ignoring when you need to rest. And I saw a a quote the other day that I really loved and it was stress isn't the enemy. Absence of rest is. And if you never give yourself permission to rest, you are going to struggle. And that doesn't have to be like big days off or huge chunks of time. It's just little bits of rest here and there. And just start to be a bit more... (laughs) just a bit nicer to yourself. I know it's easier said than done, but changing your self-talk from critical to compassionate is essential. So there are first two steps. We have that radical self-awareness, just having a bird's eye view of your life. What's stressing me out? What's keeping me stuck? Where am I 
feeling a lot of my anxiety or stress around. And then number two was starting to change that self-talk, going in and just looking at how you respond to yourself. Do you beat yourself up, make yourself feel guilty for self-care? And again, remembering that, of course, that is a learned, it's it's how, how we're brought up. It's what we learn that we shouldn't feel really comfortable resting all the time and not doing anything. Because if you're not doing anything, you're not good enough. But that is just not true. The third step is boundaries. And your boundaries are where your power lies. They are literally like invisible walls that you create around your energy. And they decide how you allow yourself to be treated by other people and who gets your energy. And if you constantly say yes, when you want to say no, you have a hard time standing up for yourself or you're always running on empty because you just keep putting everyone else before yourself that is a really strong sign that you need better boundaries and you deserve to do what is right for you, even if someone else will be disappointed. And I wanted to put this in as a reminder that when you create boundaries, you are choosing yourself and you are here. You're supposed to choose yourself because like we said before, you are the one who looks after you. You are the one who supports you, who minds you, that's that's what you're here for. That's where your power is. And when you create those boundaries, you choose yourself. So I want you just to have a think as you're listening to this. Where in your life might you need more space? Maybe you need a bit more to practice more self-respect or to just start saying no. And remember that those boundaries are there to protect your energy. And they're also so necessary for a happy life. So I have two questions for you as you're listening to this. Wherever you are, If you're sitting down or whatever, you can write in a journal or whip out the notes on your phone. Or if you're driving, just listen. How are you giving away your power to other people? Maybe family members, maybe online, maybe in your work. Where in your life and who with are you most afraid to say no to or speak your truth? To say what you really need. And this may be in a few areas or all of them. Or maybe one of them. Just really tuning into where you feel most powerless. And that is where you need to start creating more boundaries. And the second one is just have a think about then what boundary do you want to bring in? What area of your life is it in? And how could you communicate that? So do you need to say it to someone? Is it a boundary with yourself and what you're taking in on the internet or checking your emails all the time or that kind of a boundary what is it and just write down what is the first step you can take to start bringing in that boundary is it maybe next time someone texts you and they're like oh do you want to go out this weekend and you're like no I'm exhausted I don't have the energy but I feel like I have to keep saying yeah because I want to be involved and I want to be there or maybe it's with someone in your life who is expecting a lot of you and you just don't have it to give how can you just brain dump it write down what you might say no I'm not available and also remembering here that no is a full sentence you don't have to say no because I need this or I need that it's like no I'm not around I've really been trying to do that as well when I get a message to do something and I really don't have the energy I'm like no sorry I'm actually not around And that's it. 
Whereas before I used to go into, no, I'm not around. I have this to do and I have that to do and I just don't have the time or whatever. And I'm trying to explain all of these different reasons why I can't when I don't need to. Again, that's another kind of area that comes into our boundaries where we try and people please a lot. So just thinking about that boundary, how you could communicate it and what is that first step you can take. Then after we have looked at those three, it's really about starting to look at your life and just say, okay, how can I bring small bits of self-care in with my work, with my home life, whatever you have going on? How can I start to bring more self-care in? And I love using metaphors and tools because a lot of the time when we're overwhelmed because with self-care and even knowing where to start it is overwhelming, metaphors really help us take things that are overwhelming and make them simple. So I use with all my clients this tool, this idea of a fire, right? So you imagine a fire. To start it off, you need a few sticks and a lighter or a match. That's how you start any fire. And then as you want the flames to grow, you will continue adding sticks or twigs or branches to build that flame. If you put on too much at the start, it's 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 too overwhelming for the small flame. It can't stay lit. And just like your self-care, if you try and do too much at once, it's really hard to stick to it. It's too much. But with your self-care, if you think about building a fire, this spark, this, I always say this, the spark inside of you, and all you need to do is consistently add a twig or a stick or a branch to this fire and continue to build it. That's all that matters. So think about building your own fire today. And you can even do a check-in right now and just say to yourself, okay, what does my fire look like? My self-care spark look like right now? And it could be really small. Maybe it's about to go out or maybe it's burning quite bright. Maybe you've been doing a few bits of self-care recently, but just have a think about it. And then I want you to think of those sticks and twigs and branches as different things that you can add. So sometimes with my clients, I'll get them to write down, okay, what are little twigs, tiny little things that I can add to this fire? in the form of self-care that don't take me too long, but they just help me remember that spark and I'm, I'm just not forgetting about it. And this could be like one of mine, for example, is box breathing. So box breathing is where you breathe in for four, hold for four, exhale for four and pause for four with a no breath. And this is a really popular um, and effective way of breathing to calm your nervous system. So, you know, if you're feeling really stressed and anxious, if you pause and do that box breathing just for a few rounds, it can really help bring you back to center. It doesn't take long. You can do it anywhere. And that is an example of a twig. You might have the, a branch or a log could be you book a whole day off for yourself once every few weeks or whatever, and you spend it on your own. You spend it doing self-care things you spend it doing a meditation or looking after your food or getting in some exercise or maybe you do a little retreat day your other ones self-care sticks could be going and doing some exercise getting out for a walk all that matters is that you consistently think about it and you don't forget about yourself it doesn't matter how long or how much you do all that matters is that you show up and you tend to that spark so instead of trying to do everything at once, trying to completely transform your life, today I want you just to think of, okay, 
firstly, where is my, my spark? What does it look like? What can I add to it? What twig could you do today? What branch, whatever it is, what can you add to it? And just don't forget about it. Don't let it go out. And the more you add to it, the brighter that flame gets. And the more you have to give, the more your light shines. And this is a really easy way to help break down that overwhelm and just really help you start to create some positive momentum um, because I know it's really hard. And I started doing this for myself, God, like five or six years ago at this stage. Um, I was really struggling with my self-care. I didn't know where to start. I would kind of do the odd meditation and then I would stop and you know yourself, it was just like a constant struggle, something I was constantly thinking about. And I started using tools like this to just help me start to be consistent. Um, And one thing that I will always add to my fire is checking in. So I will do in some way regularly each week, I will check in with myself. I will go in to see what's going on in my mind, to see how I'm feeling and to fill up my cup from in there. And this is something that we're not used to doing. And I think when it comes to self-care that we we're so used to thinking of physical things. Okay, what am I eating? How much water am I drinking? What am I, how much sleep am I getting? Which are all so, so important. But I feel like there is a missing pillar and that is the going in and connecting with yourself, going in and checking in with your thoughts, with how you're feeling, any emotions that are going on in there, what's going on in your mind. And we really can't fill our cup from the outside in. It has to be the inside out. And I started doing this um, a few years ago and it has changed my life. It is a daily non-negotiable. I take 15 minutes for myself, 1% of my day, either in the morning, lunchtime, evening, before bed, whenever I can fit it in. And I go in and connect with me. I go in and slow down and quiet my mind and connect with myself and see how I'm doing tend to that spark and it has made such a difference so that is something that I would really recommend doing just do a check-in with yourself every day how am I feeling what's going on inside me you could even measure your your stress from a scale of one to ten ten being the most stressed you've ever felt how are you doing and if you're constantly having a, a result of I'm quite stressed it's a sign then that we need to be looking at doing stuff to help you with that. So yeah, if you want to do that, I would also really recommend doing maybe Insight Timer. It has loads of free meditations and breath works to try. So that could be a little twig that you add to your fire. 1%, 10 or 15 minutes of your day, checking in, being with yourself, seeing what's going on with your thoughts, how you're feeling. And from then you're able to start supporting yourself because you're actually aware of, of how you're doing. You're not on, on autopilot anymore. You're, you're present, you're with yourself and you're remembering that you are the one who looks after you. So yeah, I hope that was helpful. Um, just, I'm going to quickly recap on those steps for you. The first one is that radical self-awareness, that assessment of your life right now, what is stressing you out? Where is your energy going? Just having a good look at it, getting honest with yourself and then looking at yourself talk. How do you speak to yourself? Are you really critical or are you sound to yourself? If you're really critical, it is so important to change this because you need to start giving yourself permission and actually 
minding yourself wanting to look after yourself and this is definitely a practice and it takes time so do try that younger self tool I use it with um as I said in the space with the girls and they find it really helpful I've used it in my own life to really transform my self-care the next step is your boundaries this is where your power lies where do you need better boundaries where is Where are you giving your power away to other people? Where are you spending your energy? And just have a think about where you can maybe start taking your power back in this area. And then lastly, it is that inner spark. Thinking of that fire within you and just remembering to add little sticks, twigs and branches just so it never goes out. And if you can, make one of those twigs that you do sometimes a check-in, a little meditation, quiet your mind and just go inside and say, okay, how am I feeling? What am I doing? And then you can start really giving yourself what you need. Um, Yeah, so they're, they're what I really, really would recommend. And I have been working on creating my own one-to-one program for months to put together something that I know you guys really need and that you're struggling with. And it's finally here. And it's currently the only way to work with me. And it is called the self-care program. And it is here to transform your self-care, to help you move to the other side of anxiety, of stress, and to take your power back. And I know from chatting with you guys and the girls in the space that so many of you, I felt the exact same way. You feel stuck in what feels like a never-ending cycle and you're just exhausted and you don't know where to start. Maybe you feel guilty every time you do something for yourself because there's always something else that you need to do. Maybe you try look after yourself all the time, but it's just so hard to be consistent. Or maybe you just want to live in the moment more and stop worrying so much about the future. This is a huge one, I know. And I just want to let you know that a life really does exist where you feel better. You don't have to feel like this all the time, but it has very much become... It's like a constant cycle of to-do lists, of like notifications, of things that need to be done, of stress, of putting ourselves last. And what happens is we are so disconnected from our life force, from our energy, and it just, it leaves us feeling exhausted. And I really have seen this through my years of working as a nurse and then working in more lifestyle medicine and then going on to teach meditation and self-care coaching. We hear so much about physical self-care, like what we're eating, how much we drink, how many sleep hours of sleep we're getting. But there's a pillar we miss. And that pillar involves going in, seeing what's going on in our mind, doing that check-in of our life, seeing where we're spending our energy, changing our self-talk. And that changes so much. When we start filling our cup from within, it ripples out. We can't change stuff outside of us before we change stuff inside of us, how we feel, how we speak to ourselves, becoming aware of of what's going on, our thoughts, our our beliefs. And I just wanted to let you know that the self-care program is now live. So it is open. So if this resonated with you or if it's something that you're really struggling with, I have the link in the notes below or please do send me a message on Instagram to chat or let me know if you found this helpful. As I said, I do love to hear from you, but I really, I just want you to know that you can feel better. You really, really can. And sometimes it does require support from someone else. And I remember when I got my first coach like six years ago, 
I remember I was so apprehensive because I was like, oh God, I don't know if I'm ready for this. I don't know if I want to do it. And now like I've, I've had that coach. I've seen them every month, every month to two months, almost consistently for the last few years, because it is something that I just wasn't able to do by myself. I wasn't able to stay consistent and to know what to do. So just know that the option is there for you and I'm here to help. But I hope you enjoyed the episode. I will leave the link, as I said, for that in the show notes. And I will be back to you next week with a brand new episode. I have a brilliant guest on. We're going to talk about something a bit different, but I think a lot of you guys will enjoy. So I will chat to you then.